Hi, everyone. I'm Lynette Rochelle, a chosen vessel. I invite you to lit Living in Transition, the fierce podcast where we have transparent conversation, discovering his purpose and our suffering and enduring strength by listening to the truth of the word of the Lord for prophetic revelation that promises soul healing for us all. Our transitional scripture is out of Revelation twelve eleven. They overcame him completely by the blood of the Lamb and by every word of their testimony because they cling and loved not their lives even when faced with death. Come over and last you. So the last time I ended my monologue with um, stating that I realized that I have to be submitted to the will of God. And this evening, I will start my monologue with, I must be completely submitted to the will of God. I've learned a lot since I last spoke with you. And I'm really getting a good understanding about what being completely submitted to the will of God means. And as petty as I might sound, as I share with you, um, I am an overcomer. I am living in transition. I am living from grace to grace. I am maturing on the daily basis basis. I am continuously getting revelation about what it is to walk out this walk with the Lord. And so if it sounds petty to you, then it's probably because it is nonetheless. So one of the things that God has dealt with me on over the last couple of weeks since I last spoke with you, um, when I decreed and declared that I am completely submitted to God's will was that um, I have to go ahead and speak to the people at church that doesn't want me speaking to them. I was speaking to this particular person all the time. And this particular person kept pushing me back. Um, They were always in too much of a hurry, always just had so much going on that they could barely speak. And then when they would speak, I um, would feel like, it. you know, the speak would come with a hug and an embrace and an I love you. But that's just dependent on the mood that the person was in. And so me being me... um, being in bondage by the spirit of rejection, um, I was never able to receive the embrace and the I love you as genuine. Um, And it may not have been genuine, but because of where I was um, being oppressed by that spirit of rejection, I too was um, 
speaking out of obligation, not, not because I actually wanted to speak to the person, you know, because that person really worked my nerves because I'm like, how are you going around loving everybody? How are you saying, I love you. I love you, sis. I love you, sis. How you love me? You don't even know me, you know? And so I, I just could not receive it. So there came a time when the Lord dealt with my heart because he, 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 he just, he changed my heart from a stone to flesh. And, and that, transformation, um, I realized that just as much as I was um, being oppressed by the spirit of rejection, I was also afflicting others with rejection. Like by me not receiving the hug and the I love you sis as genuine and by me like actually cringing when the person would be coming toward me, um, I was really rejecting that person and I did not realize that I was rejecting that person. I was thinking that I was protecting myself from fake love, from fake friends, you know, so I have, I had a guard up and there came a time when the Lord dealt with me as I was saying. And so I went to church and I, you know, approached the person to let them know that I really want to have a conversation with you because it was impressed upon my heart that I um, needed to apologize to that person. I was going to be open and honest about, you know, um, how I was treating that person. Not that I thought that the person realized I was treating them like that, but, but I knew because God made it very clear to me what I was doing to that person. And so, um, that person was in a hurry as always. They didn't have time to hear what I had to say. They were just so busy, you know? And so I never got to tell that person, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, um, for, um, rejecting you, you know? And so I never got to tell that person that. And so, now it's a struggle for that person to speak to me. It, it Sometimes the person wants to walk past me and then I guess Holy Spirit prompts the person to come back and the person will actually be like, let me go on, you know, and try to walk past me. And then she, she would come back and like, Hey sis, I love you. And then even in that, I'm like, I seen you struggle to come over here and do that. And so now again, um, I wouldn't say that I'm exercising the spirit of rejection, but I'm exercising the spirit of discernment. Um, the hug not genuine and the love is not genuine. And from what I see, you it is something that you just say. It's just something that you just say. So I imagine sometimes we say things until we convince ourselves of it. Because I remember when I had to forgive someone, um, I didn't know how to forgive. But I had heard that, you know, you just speak forgiveness toward that person until it becomes a real thing. And then in that, when I did that, I kept speaking forgiveness toward these particular people and it actually became a real thing. And I actually found myself praying for them because I feel like as God was revealing myself to me, he was revealing them to me too. Like not them in a bad way, but them and their hurt and their dismay. You know what I mean? And so, um,
So I figured, well, you know, maybe that's why she's always telling everybody she loves them. So I came, I've come to a place now where, like I said, I committed um, my will to the Lord's will. And now the Lord, okay, so let me back up a bit. So I'm still speaking to the person, but I only speak when I'm put in a position that I have to speak. The person definitely avoids me. You know, walk around the whole sanctuary like you don't even see me. You go right to the person next to me and hug them and greet them. Understandable because I know you struggle to speak to me. I know you don't like me. I don't really know why you don't like me, but I know you don't like me. It could be because of the rejection that I projected on you for a long time. And now that I've come into the truth about what submission is, and now that I want to do this thing right now, you're not ready to receive me. And so, um, then when I'm put in a position where I pretty much don't have a choice, but to speak, because like, how are you going to be right there in my face and I not speak? Well, she's right there in my face and I say hi, and she still doesn't speak. She only speaks when she feels like speaking, but I say hi. But what I found is that even the last time that she was right there in my face and I spoke and she acted like she didn't hear me and she didn't speak, I found that I wasn't offended by it. I found that I didn't experience rejection. I found that I'm submitted to the Lord. I spoke. I'm showing you, I, I, I'm, I have the grace to um, show the love of God. And it just felt really good. I felt free. I honestly, y'all, I didn't even think on it at the time. I'm just thinking back as I talk about it. But I didn't even think on it as a time. I spoke. She didn't speak. I picked up my stuff. I went over there where I was being summoned because somebody wanted me to come over there and pray with them. And that was that. But as I shared this with you, I realized she didn't speak. But that's her prerogative. So now where God has me, y'all. I got to go to church Sunday and I got to walk up to that person and I got to say hi. Now we do a lot of hugging in our church. We're some affectionate people. Um, so, you know, I'll see, I'll watch body language and I'll discern, should I put my arms around that person or not? But what I must do as, as opposed to what I have found myself doing, like I said, I avoided, you know, going near that person because I don't want to be speaking to somebody that don't want me to speak to them. And so I'm like, I don't want to be in people's face. You know, like God didn't force himself on people. God doesn't, Jesus does not force himself on us. You know, Holy Spirit does not force himself on us. He will, but he did but he really did chase me down, y'all. He didn't force himself on me, but he definitely kept coming after me. So, um, and I guess that's what the love of the Lord looks like. He's going to keep coming after you. His love going to definitely chase you down. And um, because of all the love that the Lord has been pouring into me, and it's not anything by my might. I'm telling y'all for real, for real. I feel compelled um, to love this person. I find myself praying for this person, um, not limited to this person, nonetheless, y'all, but nonetheless, I feel different toward this person now. I don't feel any other animosity. I don't feel prideful. I don't feel like I'm not going to be speaking to nobody that don't want me speaking to them. I don't feel that anymore. I thank God for deliverance because I actually think that that was a combination of the three that I will mention. I think my response to this particular person was a combination of myself walking in offense, myself walking in pride, and myself walking with the spirit of rejection.
And so I'm actually looking forward to attending the next church service because um, I have a purpose in my heart. I'm going to show the love of the Lord and I'm going to approach that person and I'm going to speak to that person from love. I think I know how you can love people that you don't know. I feel a lot of love lately, y'all. I guess when the Lord pours so much in you, you really have no choice but to pour it out. And because I have decided to submit myself completely, it has given the Lord the opportunity to pour his love into me. I mean, not that he didn't already love me, but now there's space. Ah, I got it, y'all. Because of the deliverance, because the rejection is out of me, because the um, offense is out of me, because the pride is out of me. Now there's space for God to fill me up with his love. Oh, that's so good, Lord. Thank you for that. So that's where it comes from. I'm like, how did this happen? Because that it, all that ucky stuff that came out of me, now he has space to pour into me. Oh, that's so good, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so another thing that the Lord has made me um, aware of in my complete submission to him is that I actually um, wake up in the morning and he's so graceful. Um, he wakes me up so nice and tenderly. 4.30 in the morning. He never he doesn't miss a beat. Um, 4.30 in the morning. And now I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is greet the Lord as I'm on my way to brush my teeth. And... Um, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm, I cannot even wait to get in the word, but I pray in the spirit for some time and get in the word. Well, actually, y'all, I don't get in the word on my own. I actually go to um, a ministry called RTA, um, Repairing the Altar, because they have prayer every day of the week, every day of the week on Clubhouse, and it's called RTA um, Repairing the Altar, and it's amazing. Um, it is hosted by Apostle um, Kimberly Jones. Woo! I post it on my page sometimes, so you all can go check out sometimes when I post it, or you can go to um, Kimberly Jones Wait, you can go to Repairing the Altar at Clubhouse. Um, it's amazing for anyone who loves the Lord, for anyone who's trying to get this walk right, for anyone who wants to be poured into, who wants to be taught, who wants to um, be ministered to, who wants to um, fellowship and be in a room, be in a space where, I mean, um, you, first of all, you definitely committed if you're up at five o'clock in the morning, every single morning. And then there's, there's women in the room that are diligent. They, they are diligent about being there. And it's just mind blowing to me how the Lord just pours out. He just pours out into us through those voices. And it really has changed my, um, 
perspective on a lot of things. It has opened up my eyes. Um, scales have been removed because in that space, there is the word of the Lord, you know? And so I just love it. I just love it. So I say that to say, so when I do get up in the morning and greet the Lord on the way to brush my teeth, I do log on to RTA, um, repairing the altar at Clubhouse. I do log on to that. And they, um, let me see, let me think what I'm trying to tell you. They're at Clubhouse and they, and then when you go to, and oh, and you can go to Zoom and um, I'm not going to, I should have it written down. I know I have it written down, but I'll, you'll see it on my Facebook page. And then you can um, join them on Zoom. You can join them on TikTok. You can join them on YouTube. Um, so they're on a lot of different platforms. I mean, they really are going into all the world and um, sharing the good news of the Lord. And so that has um, really for lack of a better word, that has really elevated my walk with the Lord, that has really matured me. Because those women, um, they bring me to jealousy. They bring me to jealousy because the way I see the Lord working through them and operating through them, like, who wouldn't want that? And you know it's God. You're like, whoa, you know, who wouldn't want that? I want that, you know? And so... Then I get it, you know, I'm on there with them. And then when I, am I doing a whole commercial for repairing the altar? I guess I am because it has changed my life. And then we get off there and then we go into um, um, the D3Z, the D3Z, um, um, Prophetess um, Apostle Kimberly Jones, um, it's declaring, decreeing, uh, I'm never prepared, y'all. Declaring, decreeing, and probably deliverance. Declaring, decreeing, deliverance. Nonetheless, y'all. So I do that. And as a result of doing that, and then after I log off with them, then I'm in the word of the Lord. And the thing about it is because I submitted my morning to the Lord, now when I get in the word, um, it's just mind blowing to me. The revelation that God gives me is just so mind blowing. And so, oh, and now I'm finding that I'm fasting more. I'm fasting more and I'm not fasting reluctantly, you all. And now for me, fasting is, um, and I mean, I have been taught what fasting is, but it's not something that can be taught. It's something that you actually have to experience. And the way to experience what fasting really is like is to have your heart submitted to it. And to the point where naturally in fasting, you're going to be tempted. Naturally, the enemy tried to tip Jesus time and time again while he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And so now mom, I have matured so much that even in my fasting, when I'm tempted, I recognize that's not as much hunger as it is, um, the, the, um, the, um, the will for my flesh to take over my spirit. And so I'm able to speak on that and say, no, because I recognize flesh, you just want to take over. And I'm not allowing you to take over because I love what I'm getting from the Lord and I want more of it. And so now I understand so much more what it is to, for man not to um, eat bread alone, but every word 
that proceeds from the word, from the mouth of the Lord. I truly understand it now because I'm getting so full of his word and so full of revelation that I'm constantly excited about getting up in the morning and getting into the word. It's mind blowing. And I thank the Lord for it. And I truly thank him for his maturity. So that too, y'all is a result of me being completely submitted to the will of the Lord. I have made his word my number one priority. It is me and my maturation on the daily basis. Because it's nothing that anyone can hand over to you. It's something that you have to purpose in your heart that you want. And I will tell you that for me, it started, and I shared this before, but I'll share it again because I love it with God telling me, um, you know, I told y'all I was praying in the spirit and um, I kept praying this particular phrase. And I was like, and I mean, I prayed that particular phrase phrase for a, I'll say months. And I was wondering like, why do I keep praying that phrase? Because sometimes when I pray in the spirit, you all, I know what language I'm speaking like, cause I know Spanish a little bit. So when I'm praying in the spirit and I hear some Spanish words, I'm like, Oh, I'm actually praying in Spanish right now. And so, but this particular phrase, I had no idea what it meant. You know, I didn't understand the language, but I, it would always come out of my mouth as I prayed in the spirit. And so I shared this before, but I'll share it again. And so um, I told my friend, I was like, um, you know, I said, girl, there's this, this is phrase that I'm always praying when I'm praying the spirit. And I really want to know what it means. I really want interpretation. And so she and I, we just giggled and she was like, girl, yeah, you need to find out what that means. And so here I am on a prayer line one morning and um and it wasn't actually morning. I know exactly where I was when um I was when I got that revelation. I was on a um prophetic prayer line in the evening where um prophetic teaching was being taught. And um somebody was praying and they prayed and as they prayed they literally they were praying in the spirit. They literally prayed that phrase that I prayed. And as they prayed that phrase that I always find myself praying, the Lord was downloading revelation to me. And so, and I actually think I went and looked something up and found something, found some meaning also. But the revelation of the phrase that I was praying was that I dare you to unwrap the secrets of the things unknown. And I'm like, um, Lord, I am not ready to tell those secrets. Like, are you telling me that you want me to tell them people these secrets? I barely want to be on here. Like, you really want me to tell these secrets? And I definitely don't want to tell that one, God. I am not ready for that. And the Lord said to me, no, I don't want you to tell the secret. I want you to unwrap the secrets of the unknown, the secrets that I want to give to you. And I was like, oh, and that's when he made it very clear to me that the only way to get those secrets unknown that he wanted to reveal to me was to spend time in his presence so that when he did, because he used to wake me up at 3.30 in the morning, y'all, and I'm just like, whoa, um, put them covers over my head and like, mm-mm. 
I love you, Lord, but I will see you in a minute, but it won't be right now. And I will literally have that whole monologue with him and pull that cover over my head and, 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 and go back to sleep. But I wasn't really awake anyway. I was only awake enough to be defiant and disobedient, actually, not realizing um, how privileged I was to even have him wake me up to start with and then to have him wake me up because he literally wanted to unveil the secrets unknown and he wanted to give those secrets to me. I didn't realize how precious that opportunity was that was being presented to me. And so there came this particular time where when he told me that I realized, oh my God. But even in that, what happened was Someone was on my platform and she said to me, she goes, yeah, girl, shoot. When he wake me up at 3.30 in the morning, that's download time, you know. And she was so excited about getting up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, like, what is he going to download to you? He can't download to you, you know, at any other time. And, but it came back to me when he said that. When he said that to me, it came to me what she said. And I remember how excited she was. And so then there came a time when, um. I would not pull the covers back over my head when he woke me up at 3.30 in the morning. Now he's so gracious to me, y'all. He don't wake me up till 4.30 now. I'm like, whoo, thank you, Jesus, because that hour matters, you know, because, man, that sleep is heavy, heavy, heavy at 3.30 in the morning. And so, but now at 4.30 in the morning, the sleep is heavy, but the desire to get up and spend time with him is overwhelming. It's, it, 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 it's, it's overpowering. It's like, okay. Come on, God, ready. You know, I'm really excited about it. And um, because I get to learn so much in his presence. It's incredible, y'all. And so, yeah, I wanted to share that with you all. And um, I hope that um, it encourages someone. And um, so I'm going to close with that. And I'm going to... um, say thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you. By all means, y'all, please um, leave feedback. Um, Shoot me an email. um, Shoot me a text message. Shoot me a message in the, um, you know, here at Spotify or um, at Anchor or Apple, you know, however you want to reach out to me and give me some feedback. You know, what topic of discussion would you like to talk about? Because we're all lit by grace to carry the light. We are all living in transition. Good evening to you all and blessings. We so dope, right? Right. Lit, lit.